Hello and welcome to Adventures in Slightly Above Average Parenting. I'm Max's mom, the artist formerly known as Candace, your guide into B-minus parenting and the wonderful lessons we learn along the way. I hope everybody's been having a wonderful few weeks. I know it's been a couple weeks since we last talked. Things have been crazy hectic on this side of the microphone. And even though I am a B minus parent, in order to at least be a B minus parent, I have to be present and active. And sometimes that means prioritizing and the kid will always come first. Um, how are things with you all? Has it been a crazy fall for you all as well? Where I live, it is still early fall and we are full blown in snow. So that was crazy and we were finishing up our soccer season which will lead us to this week's story i had other ones planned but this one was a little bit too too important not to talk about and uh you know just living life um that has been just its own adventure and the fall can be the fall and winter can be very difficult for friends and family so i'm just going to say it at the top of the show make sure you check in on all of your friends and family because we don't know what they're going through during this time of year with that said let's hear what we're getting into this week this week and our slightly above average parenting adventures we're going to talk about an athletic attitude and in our bonding with the book segment while i am one week behind it is not too late to offer our book of the month which I loved, I cried, and it's a movie, and even the little one still talks about it, so I can't wait to talk about it with you. And in our parenting toolbox suggestion, rather than an academic suggestion, I'm going to give a kind of a social-emotional um, suggestion to help our kids figure out their place in the world, and it will go hand-in-hand hand with our bonding with a book segment. I like to, when I can, tie those two together. So enough jibber-jabber from me. Let's get right into it. I don't say a lot about myself as a person on here, more as a parent. But as a kid, I was athletically inclined, but I wasn't an athlete outside of cheerleading. And if anybody on the other side of this microphone says that cheerleading is not a sport, I might have to have some words with you. I have a broken nose, fractured wrists, and um, knees, and jacked up ankles to prove that it's pretty athletic and um, sometimes lead to major lifetime injuries. But with all that said, sports is kind of a sports and being a part of a team it can be a part of passage and from what I understand, especially for male children. I know girl children go through it, female children go through it, but it seems to be societal pressure that boys play sports. And it does not help that Max seems hardwired for it. From walking to running, there was a two week transition. People think I'm exaggerating, I do have video. There was wobbling to stand at his great granny's house. And two and a half weeks later, there is him running through the house with a push walker trying to shove it into me. Yes, and laughing. That is my child. Um, and I've determined 
that Max is going to be one of those people. Did you hear the tone? Those people. And what are those people? Well, if you're one of those people, please don't take this personally. This is me judging you and slightly jealous. But those people who get up in the morning and run for no reason because they say it feels good. I don't know how that feels good, but it feels good to them. And I have that child. He, even when he was little, would get up and say, Mommy, I, Mama, can we go run? Well, first of all, I'm never one to just say, Hey, let's go for a run. But again, I'm slightly above average, so I'm going to give my kid what he needs. We'd go to the park and he'd take off running around the track twice and then come back and say, Okay, I'm good. Let's go home. What? Why? But hey, we were lucky enough that at age four, one of the wives, my community mom's sister, wife, friend, Brooklyn's mom, Letitia, the artist formerly known as Letitia, found a soccer program that is amazing and they were starting at age four and Max was four and we signed him up and he took to soccer like a duck out of water. So it combined the one thing that he really required in sports, which was running, and he didn't really enjoy catching a ball. So soccer was perfect. He could kick and run. And Max is now seven, and we have been playing soccer since two weeks before his fifth birthday. He plays soccer. I had to take a pause because, you know, he plays soccer, which means I sit at soccer <laughs> four days a week on average. Um, his team practices Tuesday and Thursday, and he does competition play, so that's on Saturday. But because Max, unlike a lot of the other kids, had never played before, he felt some kind of way about his skills. And I heard about a Wednesday workshop, which I just mentioned randomly thinking, oh, he may want to go once or twice. Shame on me for trying to get an A in parenting. And now we go Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday every week. Yeah, so those t-shirts that say, I can't, my kid has practice, that would be me. That is my life. But I have noticed a lot of things about sports and parents and kids' attitudes and our attitudes and things that I just were like, what is happening? Now, I will say in, Ameri in, in culture, I would say American culture, but it's not just American culture. In sports, we become crazy people. We cheer, we cuss, we... You know, if you're a cursor, um, we cheer, we cuss, we yell, and we yell at the players, we yell at the refs, we yell at everyone. But this season, I began to kind of sit back and take notice, especially um, what we're teaching our kids and how they're processing it and what they're taking away from what we do. So we're going to jump into an athletic attitude. This season, Max's team, 6U, where we live, um, was doing really well. He is one of the elders of the team. Um, he is seven, so he's not quite old enough to play with the eight-year-olds yet. Um, and we have a huge eight-U squad, so he is on the six-U team. He's learning how to be a leader on the field as well as working with the skills that he has and developing as they go. He's gotten pretty good, you know. He, he's about a B. I'm not going to make him a B-minus. I'm going to say he's a B, you know. Um, 
but they had been undefeated until their second to the last game. And they played one of our rival teams. Now, unfortunately, this team is known for poor behavior on the field. That's going to be the best way I can describe it without saying foul things about other people's children and them themselves. Um, but one of the things our coach really pushes is a sportsmanlike attitude. We always, you know, applaud and, and, and wish the other team well, no matter what happens. And we take our wins with our losses with pride. Um, and as I suggested in our bonding with the book a couple of weeks ago, it's sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. So that's always been my philosophy and it is what it is. This week, it was extremely cold. This is, I really say soccer is testing my commitment to my kid. Every time the weather dips below 45 degrees, my first question I ask myself outside of why haven't they canceled the game? The next question I ask is, do I really like my kid this much? Do I like him enough to look like a cocoa popsicle out here on this field, freezing cold while he runs and kicks a ball? I love him that much. The depths of my love, it's endless. But do I like him that much? I always end up out there, so I guess the answer is yes. But one of these days, the answer is going to be no. No, I don't like you that much. We're not going. It's cold. This day, it's a night game. It's cold. And they're out there. They're playing so hard, there's actual video of steam coming off my child's head. It's hilarious. <laughs> but they're playing. And I'm watching this game, and we're cheering, and we're losing. It's our first game in which we're not, you know, either in it, competitive, or we're down. And that's always hard for a kid to adjust, but we tell him, keep your head in the game, keep going. We're cheering. I know all the kids' names. I'm that mom. I know your kid's name. I know your kid's name. Good job, John. Way to go, Emiliano. Way to go, Ulysses. Way to kick the ball, this child. Way to be there. I know they're all, all their names. I know what they're working on. I know where they need to improve. I know when they're making a world-class play for themselves, and I know when they're trying, and I'm encouraging them cheering for them. I'm clapping, running down the field with them. Yes, I'm that crazy parent. And I'm also the one to high five them and ask them how school was that week. So I cheer equally for all things involved. I need to put that disclaimer out there. I'm not just a crazy sports parent. Anyway, this game is very physical. There is elbows and there's this. And mind you, again, I said this is 6U. So the children are five to seven. Let that settle on you because it comes in handy. It's a very important piece of information for later. That was a, that was a you know, hey, message. Um, they're playing and they're physical and it's cold. So that makes any type of contact a lot harder than it needs to be. And Max goes down and he gets up and he's crying. And I have to go and be consoler in chief mommy. And I go to the other side of the field and he's hyperventilating and crying and I'm trying to figure out what is happening. And then he tells me, someone pushed me down and they purposely stepped on me and I hate playing this team and we're losing. And I said, well, I don't do sore losers. And I said, hey, 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 hey. First, let's, let's calm it down. And he calmed down and 
you know, one of the rules his first coach in Blue Island gave him that I think was one of the best things. He never said it was not okay to cry. What he said is, hey, get one good cry per season. You choose when to use it. And I thought that was really cute. It was a way to, to give them permission to feel feelings, but also not to be a crybaby about everything and to realize that, you know, stuff happens. So he was getting his good cry out. We walked away, went to the side and picked him up and checked on his arms and his foot. And where does it hurt? And someone stepped on his foot because it's really cold. His feet are cold. So anybody stepping on your foot when it's really cold is slap. Ah! But you suck it up, right? But again, we're talking about a seven-year-old in the cold losing hurt feelings more than hurt body. So we're sitting there and we're talking and his coach says, hey, Max, you know, um, you play great if you need to. If you're hurt and you need to come out, um, it is what it is. We win, we lose, we, we do it, but we take care of each other. I said, okay, bro, let's go talk. And I said, first, I can't talk to you when you're like this, so I need you to get your feelings together. I learned that one from my daddy. I can't talk to you when you're like this. I have to I have to wait for you to get your feelings and, you know, all of that together, and then we can talk so I can hear you and you can hear me. Hmm. So he got his breathing together, hugged. I said, do you need more hugs? Yes. Gave him hugs, wiped his face, kept him warm. And I said, now really, what is this about? We're losing and they're pushing and pulling and I don't like it. And he purposely shoved me down. S, do you really think it was on purpose? Yes. I said, or was the game really physical? It shouldn't be, but it got really, it looks like it's a very physical game in which everybody's trying to get their wings under the next person and try to get on the ball. But he pushed me and stepped on me. Well, I didn't see that, but there, you know, there are angles on the field in which you can't see everything. Um, but I acknowledged his feelings. Honey, I'm sorry that you feel that way. However, I'm going to tell you this for your own sanity. If your mom ever sees someone purposely hurting you, you will see another side of your mom. I don't, you're mine. And I learned that from Ms. D's mom. She says that right there, that's mine. If I don't mistreat it, you don't get to mistreat it either. So I told him, I don't mistreat you, and I won't let anyone else mistreat you. Your mom's job is to protect you, and that is what it's going to be. So let's get to the bigger problem we have here. You said you're losing. That's part of the game. Well, yeah. What does our book say? Sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. Everybody can't win all the time, and our lessons are learned and our loss. So either we lose with grace and win with grace, or we don't play at all. I'm not saying that you have to go back out there and play, but what I am saying is if you are not injured and you're only on the sidelines crying because you're losing, then that makes you a really bad sport. You're letting your team down and you're letting yourself down. Well, he sat and thought about it for a minute. I said, it, you've played the whole game. You're tired. I get that. If that is why you want to be done, then be done. But if you are saying right now that you are quitting because your feelings are hurt and you are quitting because you are losing, 
then we will leave, but we will not play soccer anymore because we do not quit what we start and we lose with the same grace that we win. So he sat there for a little while and he asked his coach for a few more minutes and then he went out and finished the game. Final score was zero to four. They lost. They lost and they congratulated the other team. The other team, while cheering and kind of encouraging the unsportsmanlike behavior, a couple parents came by and said, good game and went on. We were gonna play that exact same team the very next week. Because it snowed and was obscenely cold where we are, they actually canceled the game. Yay! But we had to make it up the very next week. So fast forward to our last game of the season against the one team that handed us our only loss. Talking to Max, Mom, I really hope, I really hate playing this team. And I said, why? Because they play dirty. I said, they play, do they, baby? Are you imagining this? And I'm not. And for the parents that are saying, well, you have to listen to him. I also, I listen to my son in ways that people do not understand. Hours long conversation about things that don't matter to in my world at all, but they matter to him. So I listen. But I also know that as a human being, we exaggerate things. So I have to question what he's saying so he can question what he's saying. So well, let me be clear, son. If I see something that is inappropriate, your mom will speak to the coach and if necessary, the ref, and if necessary, take you off the field. Your safety is my priority. So we get there. It snowed the day before, so the field that we were going to play on is extremely muddy. Again, why are they canceling the game? Do I like him this much? I don't know if I like him this much. And then I was reminded, we got you a heated chair. You like him that much. Oh, man. I guess I have to be out here on this cold, wet, muddy field so he can play this last game. And we're there. Because it's cold and muddy, a couple parents were just like, I don't like my kid that much, and they took the day off. <laughs> so we have just enough players to play against their entire roster on their home field and it is it's a game y'all our boys are going and I say boys not because I'm being sexist our 6U and 8U team are all boy teams because our 6 and 8U girls have their own squad so the girls have their team and the boys have theirs had to put that disclaimer out there our boys are in this thing Something about taking that loss last week ignited a fight in them that they, not physical, but just kind of that inner fire to go for. I'm seeing passes that usually are missed. They're hustling, they're hustling, but I'm also watching us as parents. We're cheering, we're yelling. I'm seeing parents cursing at their kids. I hear parents yelling obscenities at the ref. I hear them yelling at their children and not encouraging things. Um, and I understand we can get caught up in the game, but I was quickly kind of like, uh, what are they learning from what we're doing? It was a thought that deserved a little more time and I gave it to it, but I continued to watch this game and I started to see why my love bug told me he had butterflies in his tummy of nervousness playing them because he does not enjoy the way they play. 
I watched my child be horse collared, not once, twice, once was called for a foul, but parents on another team encouraging it and then saying it didn't happen. Y'all in, in the, you know, the internet sphere don't know me that well, but those that do know there's an entirely different side of me that comes out when you mistreat my child. I lose all rational thinking. And I yelled across the field, y'all got one more time for someone to put their hands on my child before I see, you see another side of me. And the coach spoke to the ref and there's a penalty kick. But what floored me was the response of another parent now, again, this is the same team that beat us 0-4 last week. All smiles and giggles. We told them, great job, patted their players on the back, consoled our children, and asked them to do the same. This parent tells me, as I'm cheering for our children, like I always do, yeah, go Max, go this child, way to go, Diego, you kick the ball this time, woo, woo, woo. Calm down, they're just kids. You need to not cheer like that. Oop. Oop. Wait, was he talking to me? He, I looked around like, oh, he is talking to me. And I had to put this man in his place. He said, no one said anything to you all when you were cheering for your children last week. He said, furthermore, you don't get to tell me how to cheer for my child and his teammates. If I were being disrespectful to your children or your team, this would be a different conversation but I'm not. Stay in your lane and let me do what I need to do in mine. How dare you? And our coach stepped in and another male parent spoke, into, spoke to him because I was he really had no reason to say anything to me. So this game goes on and on and it is a dog fight in more than one way. There are children purposely kicking at the other child's shin because they just want to stop them because they have the ball. They're not even playing the ball at this point. It was really disturbing to watch for me. Um, we have kids who didn't even have the ball. They're being shoved. People are being kicked. Um, it's soccer. Yes, you're supposed to be kicked, but you're supposed to kick at the ball. There should not be anyone trying to um, corkscrew at your feet or swipe your legs from up under you when the ball is not there. The ref was aware, and he told our coach in no uncertain terms, I can't do anything unless they make physical contact, even though they're trying, even though it's clear. And that really disturbed me. Then the game finished. The final score, I want to say, was 7-4 to four or 8-4. to four. I think it was 8-4, to four, but we won, which was a morale booster for our kids because, again, they had just lost 0-4. to four. The other squad, rather than be, have an athletic, positive athletic attitude, the coach said, well, we'll let them have this one because we won, we beat them last week, so we'll just let them have this one. So wait, what? What? You'll let them have this one. How do you let someone have a win that they earned? Because the week before, the last game, when you earned a win, we congratulated you, as you should. 
But now it's we let them have this one and you storm off the field outside of the uh, required hand high fives for from team to team. And even that was kind of forced. I just sat back and I really thought about what are we teaching our kids? We have to remember that sports are supposed to be fun. They're supposed to teach positive attitudes. They're supposed to teach work ethic. They're supposed to help get out energy. But what they're not supposed to teach is bad behavior or uh, being a sore loser. I think that everybody on that field at that point could have taken a taken the time to read. Sometimes you win it, sometimes you learn. I think we all failed a little bit because I think our kids were under a little pressure to, to feel like they needed to perform to a certain extent. But I also think that this was a wonderful teachable moment. And so the conversation we had in the car always follows the same formula and it just depends on how the game went. We talk about it and I, I tell him, I think you did a wonderful job, but I'd like to hear how you did. Tell me something you did well and something you need to improve upon. And much to my surprise, my love bug says, what I did well, mom, is I didn't give up even when I was frustrated. I didn't want to quit this week, so I kept trying. And something I need to improve upon is that plus kicking a little harder on the ball. And I felt a little pride in that because that's what he's supposed to be learning. He's not supposed to be learning to try to pull people down or try to trip people or push people because I'm not getting my way. What he's supposed to learn is I can try harder and I can be harder. But I'm, I'm happy to report he's starting to really own his positive athletic attitude. And I think we all need to take a little growth in that looking at our behavior at our kids' games, we really need to understand what are we doing well and what do we need to improve upon. I'll be right back with our Bonding with the Book segment. This week in Bonding with the Book, I'm going to give you our family suggestion book of the month. I know I'm one week behind, but trust me, it's a wonderful page turner. Our suggestion this month is Wonder by R.J. Palacio. I don't care if your kid is four or 16, this book will give you all of the feels and remind you about just a positive attitude all the way around. Wonder is the book of a little boy named August Pullman. His nickname is Augie, who was born with physical um, abnormalities, air quotes. I don't like using that word because I live in a very diverse um, village and how we are born or how we are born. Um, but Augie had to have multiple surgeries and had been homeschooled his entire life until the dreaded years of middle school. And this book goes on his journey of his first year in public school in middle school. Now, I keep saying middle school with all that weight because middle school can be some of the cruelest years a child experiences. Um, their bodies are going through changes. 
emotionally they're trying to figure out who they are and they're in this small microcosm of the, of the society that we live in and there's always lots of bullying and teasing and there's this desire to fit in and all of that is so wonderfully captured in this book and we also see children be what children can be graceful and kind and we see what can happen with just a little kindness the 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 hashtag and the um quote that goes along with the book is in a world where you can be anything be kind um i love wonder i read it as a middle school teacher and much to my surprise it was max's school book of the month last year and because all of the kids were not readers yet um, they listen to the audiobook, which would be a suggestion I would offer if you really don't feel like you have the time to sit with the novel. Grab the audiobook. I've done that for students too that struggled with reading. It is, it, you will be happy you did it. And it's a movie. It gives you the warm and fuzzies. It breaks and rebuilds your heart. And it teaches your kid... A very important lesson we all don't air quote fit in but as sue says why fit in when you were born to stand out right we get to have very good social discussions about appropriate behavior and how do you ask questions about things without offending people and how to be a friend to those who are air quote different to us because everyone needs a friend so that is my suggestion for the month of November. Wonder by R.J. Palacio. And, and it is a wonderful way to go into the holidays, reminding our children that in a world where we can be anything, we should definitely be kind. And finally, in our parenting toolbox suggestion, I decided not to give an academic one, but to give one that's more for the heart and soul, thinking about in a world where we can be anything, be kind. I present to you care bags. Dun, 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 dun. Candace, what's a care bag? Well, we're coming up on that time of year where we're thinking about, at least for me and in my family, we think about where we fit in the world, how we can be of better service, and we're always shopping and giving gifts especially if you do Christmas I'm not assuming everyone does but if you do a gift giving holiday that becomes the focus from Halloween until New Year right best deals grabbing things this that and the other and I've noticed that it can make your child very self-absorbed and in my scenario Max is my only child so we have only child syndrome plus holidays and the bottomless wealth of love and spoil that comes from the grandparents so we have to offset that i tried this one year with max with his halloween candy so a care bag is basically you go and get a paper bag um you can buy it in the lunchbox aisle you can go to a party store you can get 50 to 100 bags for two dollars um keep up with these prices because I'm pitching you something that will cost you one cup of coffee, one very fancy cup of coffee, or 
two days worth of coffee, depending on how much your coffee latte or espresso cost. But in this bag, Max had gone Halloween, you know, trick-or-treating, and there was all this candy. And I'm not going to let him eat all that candy because he has growing teeth, duh. But in the care bag, I put a juice box. I We put candy, and we sat in the floor together. You put a drink, a snack, maybe a personal care item. Um, because we have a large, unfortunately, especially in the winter months, we have a large homeless population in Chicago and Max has become keenly aware of them. And after he was able to read, he could see these signs and read them and just say, mom, I need money. I need money. I need money. And I don't always have cash, but also I want him to realize there are other ways you can help in your care bag. You would, I would go to the Dollar Tree or somewhere where I can get things in bulk get a soap, a toothpaste, a towel, um, a lotion, a snack that Max would enjoy, and some candy and a juice. And we'd fold it in a, over the bag and we'd tape it shut. And on it, he wrote, for you from us. And as we drove around this, before it got really cold, if he saw someone that had a, a sign that said they were in need, we kept four in the car. And he, we'd roll the window down and I'd allow him to hand it. And he'd say, here you go. This is for you from us. And we'd drive off. And it gave him such joy to be kind and to give to someone that helped, that needed help. Um, and if we did have cash, we'd put the cash with it. Or I'm this year, I think I'm going to buy a bunch of coffee cards to stick inside of them or just gift cards to Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks or whatever so they can have a warm drink. I think it's important that while we're building up their brains, we also build up their hearts because good citizens and kindness don't just happen. They're taught and cultivated. So that's my suggestion. Um, you have all this extra Halloween candy laying around. Why not put it in a cute little bag with five dollars worth of things five to ten dollars worth of things that could really make a difference in someone's life and in the end it truly makes a difference in your kid's life so that's my parenting so toolbox suggestion a care bag this year i got fancy and ordered you are beautiful stickers from the yab company uh they have their own website and they also are on amazon and they're beautiful you get 50 for ten dollars and my intention is to put that on the back of every bag that we hand out this year. Our bags will probably cost us about $10 a bag, so we'll do one per week. But I think it's really important that I reinforce with my son that kindness is never a bad idea. So again, care bags, that is my parenting toolbox suggestion. Thanks for sticking with me all the way to the end. I know having those few weeks off threw a little thing, threw everything off a little bit, but I promise next time I will give you warning when I have to fall off the grid if I can. Um, I really hope that we all explore our athletic attitudes or our, a positive attitude and anything that our kid can see us doing. And when they observe us doing something that isn't, that we explain why and we work through that with them. Because remember, our children are typically mirrors of us. So if we see behaviors that we're not so proud of, we really need to look in the mirrors ourselves. I truly hope all of you take the time to read Wonder. 
it really isn't a waste of a read. And if you get the chance to watch the movie, Julia Roberts and Owen Wilson do a pretty good job. Um, and last, if you make care bags for people in your community, take a picture of it and tag us. I would love it if our car, our care bags and our kindness is contagious, can just spread a little love during this year. I know for a fact this time of year, the winter season, especially in the U.S., can be a very down time for some. While it's the air quote most wonderful time of the year, it also can be some people's saddest time of the year. So let's try to spread joy where we can. With all that said, thank you so much for riding out with me. I can, I would love it if you would rate, review, and or DM me feedback. I'm still looking for parent contributors. A few of you have reached out. We're trying to figure out a date and time in which I can get your stories to share because this isn't just about me and Max. This is about all of us. We're all just trying to do better. And I think if we heard from more people that are really struggling and going through it or just hear other people's stories, we realize that we're not alone. Thank you so much for being here with me. I hope everybody has an amazing rest of the week. If you're in this early polar vortex, stay warm. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.